Welcome back to Decom Colon Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And we are back with our first post-decom movie. It's very exciting. What better movie to start out with than the one that invented girl bossing itself, Catch That Kid. Yes. Uh, I forget that lady's name who wrote the girl boss book, but she she took notes from Miss Maddie here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Catch That Kid. This was a theater release. This is not a decom, as we know. Uh, it came out February 6, 2004. I did not see it in theaters. I did not. We had the VHS, mm-hmm. and we watched it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, the first time I saw it, I didn't see it all the way through, and then the second time I saw it, I was actually watching a different Kristen Stewart movie that was actually a lot scarier, and then finally, there was a time where I saw it all the way through, and I was like, wow, amazing. I thought this movie was so cool, but if you know me, you know, your girl loves a heist. I love a heist. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about this as I was watching it. I know we talk about how... In uh, newer DCOMs, how much they undervalue the intelligence of its audience. I think this movie overestimated how much I'd be able to understand when I was, like, eight years old. <laughs> I feel like there's a little bit of, like, unnecessary things that they spend doing, but we'll talk about it as we get into it. There's a lot of things where I was watching this, I was like, oh, well, that makes sense as to how this... I mean, not, like, I, I understood the plot, like, I understood what was going on, but there's just, like, small, like, logistical things that I did not pick up on as a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so this movie obviously stars Kristen Stewart, gay icon... We love her. We love Kristen Stewart. We love Kristen Stewart. Um, we actually technically already met her. She was an extra in the 13th year. She played girl in Water Fountain Line. Um, she has been acting for most of her life, uh, probably d- due to the fact that her father is a producer and her mother is a script supervisor. Uh, but that does not take away from her talent. Uh, she was in the movie Panic Room with Jodie Foster. Yeah, that's the movie that I turned on <laughs> thinking it was Catch This Kid. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Was I wrong? <laughs> wow. Not the same at all. Very no. scary for a child. No. <laughs> in um, case you've never seen The Panic Room, she's, like, stuck in a room, and she can't get out, and she has diabetes, and she's, like, dying because she needs her insulin. It's very stressful. Or, like, something along that line. She has some sort of medical condition. Maybe I made up the diabetes because I knew what that was, but I think that's what it is. <laughs> I get that. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but I have seen Flight Plan, which also starred Jodie Foster. And I get those confused. Very different. Um, Jodie Foster designed a plane, and then she lost her daughter on the plane. Like, someone kidnapped her daughter and put him on the plane somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all right. Uh, anyway, Kristen Stewart was also in Zathura Space Adventure. Well, before that. Okay, oh. so after the panic room, she was in Speak, which if anyone... Oh, I don't know If anyone is. knows, if you read uh, Lori Hulse Anderson, I think that's her name, you know. If you know, you know. I, can you explain? I don't um, know. <laughs> <laughs> well, trigger warning. It's about sexual assault. It's about, like, a 15-year-old who gets, like, sexually assaulted and, like, the aftermath of, like, not knowing how to deal with that and not knowing how to, like, tell anyone what's happened to her. It's, like, a very serious movie. I think it's a Lifetime movie, though. <laughs> um, but I just, like, I mentioned that because that came out before Catch That Kid, which oh. is so, yeah, which is very strange to me. But I think, like I said, it was did a Lifetime movie. she play the 15-year-old? Yes, she did. She played the main character. Oh. And again, I saw that before before I read it, and also before I knew who Kristen Stewart was. Right. So, she's just always been in the background. Yeah, like I said, she's always been there. Um, yeah, she was in Zathura Space Adventure, which was a Jumanji knockoff. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she's in Twilight. Bella Swan. That's what we know her. I'm not going to say you it's know, what we love her as. <laughs> I love her as. And you know what else? I want to say. 
as a avid reader of the books as a child and also watched all the movies honestly probably enjoyed the movies more than the books now Kristen is doing the most with what she had to work with she plays the role very well I am a big fan I'm not saying like obviously that like obviously like Robert Pattinson's great but I yeah like you said they they didn't have the material to to show off their skills and, and I don't like, think any of them signed up for the worldwide phenomenon that it became no but also I think Kristen Stewart is hilarious even in like her like that role is more of like a drama role she's hilarious and not like um I'm like laughing at her it's distracting but she just knows how to like work comedy into it and it's very good I think she deserves more I have nothing to comment. About. <laughs> Not yet. She's seen New Moon. We watched it on my birthday a couple years ago, but like last year. <laughs> I think it was 2020. Oh, Jesus Christ! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, Kristen Stewart was also in Adventureland, The Runaways, where she played Joan Jett, Snow White, and The Huntsman. <laughs> that's where she had an affair with the director and cheated on Robert Pattinson. But that's okay because she's gay now, and we love her for it. Um, she was in the new Charlie's Angels movie, which was a lot of fun. I know it flopped, but it was fun. It was fun. I've never seen the originals. It was fun. It had Kristen Stewart. You never saw the, the Cameron Diaz? No. Cameron D and Destiny. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, like, the 1970s television show. No, I've definitely never seen that, but I've also never seen um, that one. She was also in Happiest Season, which sort of spawned the popular, uh, gay Christmas movies <laughs> that are, that we're now seeing. It was okay. Yeah. Um, she was. She also played uh, Princess Diana in the movie Spencer, and she was phenomenal. Uh, Oscar nominations came out today. She was nominated for Best Picture, so fingers crossed. It was so or stressful. Best actress. Oh my god, <laughs> we saw it with Abby, friend of the pod, as you know. So stressful the entire time. Like my entire body was. That's clenched, what they want you to feel. But like nothing was happening. Like everything was so. That's mild. how good she is. Uh, <laughs> I was so uncomfortable, and afterwards I'm like, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> You're supposed to feel bad for uh, how they treated her. Uh, <laughs> um, she's also been in many indie movies, and mm-hmm. she's actually one of the only Americans, like one of two Americans, to win the French Oscar. Mm. So I love that for her. Um, so that's Kristen Stewart. Uh, we also have Corbin Blue, who we've already met, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Max Tyrio. Uh, this was his first movie role ever. Uh, we'll later see him in The Pacifier and Nancy Drew. He was in the horror movie House at the End of the Street with Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, he obviously played, um, Dil- Dylan in Bates Motel. And it, currently, he's in a show called Seal Team. And he owns a vineyard. Fun fact. Wow. Good for him. Um, Jennifer Beals, who plays Mom, uh, she is most known for her role in Flashdance. Like, the Flashdance girl. Um, a lot of other movies I've never heard of, and she was a regular on the TV show The L Word. Um, Sam Robards, who plays Dad, I've never heard of him, but he was in American Beauty and Gossip Girl. Um, Michael... DeBaris, who plays uh, the boss, I forgot his name, Um, he is like an old creepy guy in everything you've ever seen, I'm pretty sure. Like, I didn't, I I couldn't pinpoint where I knew him from, but I feel like I've seen him before because he's been in WKRP, Cagney and Lacey, St. Elsewhere, Miami Vice, ALF, 21 Jump Street, MacGyver, Seinfeld, Melrose Place, 
Roseanne, Ellen, Mulholland Drive, Charmed, Gilmore Girls, Fraser, Nip Tuck, Bones, Suits, NCIS, NCSI, among others. And then lastly, we have uh, John Carroll Lynch, who plays Mr. Hartman. He is the guy who you have seen in everything. Um, his most famous role, I would say, is Arthur Lee Allen in the Zodiac movie. Um, but you can also see him in Frasier, Fargo, The West Wing, Drew Carey Show, CSI, Monk, Shutter Island, Crazy Stupid Love, The Americans, The Walking Dead, uh, The Jackie Movie with Natalie Portman, The Handmaid's Tale, Veep, American Horror Story, and The Trial of the Chicago 7, among others. Yeah, I knew him from American Horror Story. The entire time I was like, he looks familiar, but I feel like what I've he's seen a guy him who's is been creepy. in, like, everything. Yeah, but it was just from American Horror Story. And also, I would, I want to see how he interacted with Ryan Murphy. <laughs> just curious. <laughs> Should, uh, John Carroll and if you're out there, we want to know your opinion on Ryan Murphy. Come on the pod. Come on the pod. <laughs> we will talk about Ryan Murphy. <laughs> Any chance we get. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he played the man who was basically accused of being the Zodiac Killer in the Zodiac movie. Um, and that's all I have for the people. Yep. I didn't have anything to add. Kristen Stewart, I had hearts by her name because, of course. Yeah, um, like I said, we had this VHS as a kid. We watched it all the time. I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Um, probably inspired my love of the Ocean's 11, 12, and 13 trilogy. I love a heist. I love a good, um robbery that's like a robin hood robbery you know steal from the bad guys give to the good guys mm -hmm. love it it's good if i could if i was born in another life i'd be like a thief i live among the law and i'm slick and i'm cool and i just steal things from bad people there you go <laughs> <laughs> all right this movie starts out we have our star kristen stewart who plays maddie she is climbing a water tower <laughs> Yeah, like okay. a pipe. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's literally, like, it has, like, a ladder, like, she's climbing on, but she's using a rope and, like, a carabiner to, like, make sure she doesn't fall, which I guess safety first, yeah. but also, like, in movies and TV shows, people just climb up water towers on the ladder, like, no big deal. She's practicing because she's, like, a rock climber, like her dad. Yeah. Um, you can see that she's done this a lot because she has, like, like, people take measurements of heights, like Maddie, like... Age nine, she has that on this water tower that she's climbing. Yeah, with, like, the dates of when she got there. I Also, I know that we're at the beginning, but at one point during this little climbing scene, it, like, pauses and does a freeze frame and then says her name, Maddie, mm -hmm. and they do that to the three main characters. The editing they did in this movie, choices were made. It was absolutely <laughs> made in 2004. <laughs> it's something. It was a cool movie for kids <laughs> in 2004. <laughs> I thought nothing of it when I watched it. I was like, oh yeah, it's Maddie. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, she finally gets to a part where she hasn't been before, so she marks it off. And then as she's, like, there, she gets a call from mom. Her phone is ringing. She accidentally lets go of the side of the water tower, and she almost falls to her doom. But luckily she's on the rope, and she gets stopped at the end and answers the phone. Yeah, like, right before the ground. Um, so it's spring break. We learn. That's why they're not in school. Yeah, how long is their spring break? This must be, like, Sunday. <laughs> this must be the very beginning of spring break. <laughs> like, Friday afternoon. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so mom is talking. She's like, I hope you're not climbing again because mom doesn't like her climbing. Um, she tells her to pick up her little brother from daycare because she's bu- very busy with this project at work. You can tell that, like, Maddie's kind of annoyed that mom's going to be late again. Well, and this isn't the first time that she's asked her 13-year-old daughter to pick up her toddler son from daycare. I have a lot of questions regarding this, but we'll get into it further on. <laughs> Um, so at the bank where mom works, mom and Mr. Hartman are getting yelled at by the bank owner whose name I forgot. I can't, I'd call him bank owner for most of the movie. Yeah. Um, for not getting the security system installed quicker. So he's having, like, the the bank is not open yet. Um, mom is in charge of, like, freelancing this, she's installing the, like, most high-tech, prestigious security system for this bank. And this owner is like, I want to open this bank on Friday. I have all of my stakeholders coming, and you need to get it done. And Mom is like, I've told you multiple times, it's not ready. It's not going to be ready by Friday. I don't know what to tell you anymore. And he's like, well, too bad, so sad. Well, yeah, she's like, we don't want to compromise security. And he's like, but my rich stakeholders. He's like, I love money, and I told them this, so it must happen. Yeah, he's like, get it done or you're fired, basically. Yeah, so then we cut to um, the go-kart racing track. Now, this is not a, uh, like, amusement park go-kart that you and I go to. This is legit, like, motor motorized pit crew go-kart racing. <laughs> I have so many questions about the logistics <laughs> of so much happening in this movie. <laughs> How did Dad come to acquire this? I don't, that's their other business. So mom does the security system installing and dad. She freelances doing that. Freelances and dad uh, uh, basically runs the go-kart track. Yeah, but like you said, it's not like kids just come and run, do the go-karts. They watch other people do go-karts. There is racing. There is betting. There is tickets sold to watch the races. I have so many questions. (laughs) I mean, I, I understand why they put this in here. So that well, yeah, it makes yeah, yeah. sense for later in the movie, but I've never seen a go-kart track to this level, or even heard of one. <laughs> Give me some more background. <laughs> Is this a family business? Was this passed down from dad's parents to him? I don't know, well, because we, we learn dad is a rock climber, and that's where Maddie gets it from, so that's dad's past. Does dad also love go-karting? Is he just like a, he's an adventure, an adrenaline junkie kind of guy? Uh, it seems, well, we never see him driving the go-karts. He's the announcer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and he does his thing where he's announcing, and then he goes, let's kick some butt. (laughs) I remember that so vividly. Um, anyway, so Gus, Maddie's friend, is working pit crew for his older brother, Chad. Um, in the middle of the race, um, Chad goes back out from the pit crew area. He goes out, he's back racing, but then his entire cart falls apart mid-race. Um, Austin is a filmmaker, that's Corbin Blue, uh, Gus is Max Tyrio, and he's filming, uh, the race, and then he turns to Maddie as she arrives and hides her climbing gear behind some hay bales. He also says something like, oh, my muse, or like, the star is here, or something. (laughs) Um, Maddie goes to invite, she's, uh, invites her friends to a barbecue that her dad is having later that night. Um, Chad tells Maddie that he is working security at his mom's bank, uh, because he wants to be a cop someday. That's how we know Chad is bad news. Of course. Yeah, Chad is Gus's older brother. Um, and so whenever Chad catches up to Gus, because Gus 
uh, made, not on purpose, but accidentally made the cart fall in the middle of the race. He starts chasing after him, he's yelling after him, and one of the things he says is, when I catch you, I'm going to give you a purple nurple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so he catches him, and then Maddie's just like, hey, Chad, leave him alone. And so he fucking does. <laughs> Hello? I, we'll get to it. And, and they also keep calling, he's like, okay, climber girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got her. His nickname is Bad Chad. <laughs> um, so, up in the announcing um, uh, tower, uh, Maddie talks to Dad, and she's annoyed that Mom is so busy at work. Um, Dad pauses for a second after climbing all the stairs uh, to, like, catch his breath, which seems unusual. And he's like, you've been climbing, haven't you? And he's like, you know, like, we don't like you climbing because I was a climber, and I did this climb, and I dropped 100 feet. Not just a climb. He was on Mount Everest. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> and yeah. Well, I don't know if the fall was from Mount Everest. They didn't specify. <laughs> well, he would have fallen more than 100 feet then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like Mount Everest isn't that steep, but I don't know. I've never been there. Yeah, um, he talks a little bit about it. He was like, oh, it was the best experience ever. And, and then I fell. Yeah, and then Maddie's like, well, yeah, it sounds great. That's why I want to climb. And that's why Dad is not as strict as Mom is about her climbing. Like, he kind of, like, yells at her a little bit. He's like, you know, you're not supposed to be climbing, but she doesn't, he doesn't tell Mom and she doesn't get in trouble for it. Yeah, so we cut to the barbecue. Dad is cooking. The boys are there. Maddie's picking up Max. Why does Maddie have to pick up Max if Dad is off of work? Why is he not picking up his child? I don't know. Max is, like, three, two, three years old, I want to say. Yeah, he's probably two, because he doesn't talk until the very end, which is also pointless. Yeah, um, so anyway, we're at the barbecue, um, Dad is showing Gus and Austin- Oh, wait, no, no, no. First, Gus burns his arm on the grill. Well, okay, before that, they're like- what do girls like? Do they like guys who can do stuff with their hands? Or do they like nerds? And yeah, it's very obvious from the very beginning both Gus and Austin are competing for Maddie's affection. Yeah. However, and we never see Maddie return any of this affection <laughs> no. throughout the movie. Because Maddie is like, you guys are my friends. Because they're best buds. Because <laughs> they're best buds. And Maddie doesn't have time for that. She's probably gay, too. <laughs> it's Kristen Stewart. Now is not the time. She's also having to take care of her toddler sibling for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so then Gus burns his arm on the grill. He's got this giant, like, burn mark on his wrist, and then Dad shows Gus and Austin his giant back scar from falling a hundred feet. Yeah, again, we don't know exactly when this happened, but later on we hear Dad talking about it and feeling like he's gotten a second chance at life since he didn't die from the fall. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's another reason they don't like Maddie climbing. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm confused because, like, he, the way he talks about it is like, oh, I got to come back and, like, get to know you. So how young was Maddie when this happened? Because, again, I've I have so like many questions about the logistics of Dad this Dad was climbing a lot and missing out on Maddie's childhood. Yeah, but, like, her younger brother Max is, like, two. So yeah. I assume that, like, the fall happened before Max was born. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we get later that night. Mom is finally home. It's, like, late at night. Uh, Mom and Dad are in the kitchen. And then Dad suddenly falls, and he says he can't feel his legs. Now, this scene, as an eight-year-old, is fucking intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's freaking out. We see Maddie, like, in her room, like, sit up, and she can hear what's going on. And then we immediately cut to the next day. They're all at the hospital. Yeah, so it turns out it's, like, a delayed injury from the fall, basically. Mm -hmm. um, the only way that they can fix it, and they don't ever say that Dad's gonna die, 
But it's implied. I don't, I, and I don't understand what's wrong with him that's gonna make him die. No, I don't understand. I think he's just gonna be paralyzed. That's what I thought, too. That's but why I don't understand. Yeah, because he never like gets life discharged. Or, they make it seem like life or death. Yeah, he doesn't get discharged. And he but, says, whenever he falls, he says, I can't feel my legs. Which, well, yeah, and he can't move, like, his lower body. Like, I think he can maybe move his head. But, like, it just sounds like he's paralyzed, not like he's gonna Yeah, but die. whenever they say there's an experimental surgery in Denmark that could fix it, it's not covered by insurance, and it's $250,000, everyone starts freaking out because they can't afford it. And so, like... I get that it's probably traumatizing to be walking your whole life and then be confined to a wheelchair. Yeah, but it also doesn't... Again, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I don't understand. Like, they need, they should have made this something more. Like, he got run over by the go-karts. Yeah. And he's gonna <laughs> die. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, Maybe, like, had a heart attack? I don't know. Yeah, something that makes more sense than what this is. I mean, obviously, we're, we're having... They never say, like, what is going to happen to him if they don't get the surgery. Well, yeah, because they say it's an elective surgery. Yeah. So, I think it is just he's gonna be paralyzed, which, yeah, that would be bad. But, they're again, they're but acting it's, like it's life or death. It's livable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like he climbs anymore anyway. <laughs> if anything, this is commentary on the way that our healthcare system works. And I was going to say, I was going to wait till the very end, but I was going to say that too. Um, so we cut to Maddie telling Gus and Austin what happened. Um, yeah, and again, um, they're like, well, what happens if he doesn't get the surgery? And she doesn't answer. Well, okay. And it, okay, this scene made me so sad when I was a kid. Like, anything about kids knowing that they don't have money for something that is very important to them, and they're like, I'll sell my card collection. Yeah, because, like, coins. Austin are offer, like, immediately yeah. offering to help. <laughs> and she's like, it's, it's $25,000. It's $250,000. $250,000. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, my CD collection's not that expensive. <laughs> yeah, and so mom is also trying to come up with a plan she's yeah, like she's calling like over loans the, and all over stuff. the numbers yeah um, she, and that's that's whenever she's like the she's on the phone they're like oh like collateral um we own a go-kart track yeah <laughs> <laughs> which apparently is not enough yeah and then she even goes to her boss at work at, at the, the bank. bank and she asks for a loan she's like i know that i don't qualify for this much but i thought that maybe because i work here like and he's like cut me a deal your security system isn't gonna be ready by friday so no yeah, he's like, sorry, fuck you. So then, as mom is about to leave the office with Maddie and Max with her, she turns around and she says, don't you have a heart? To which he responds, a bank has no heart, only paper in a vault. Which gives Maddie an idea. Mm. <laughs> wow. Fucking iconic. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so... <laughs> Maddie is at the hospital with dad. She wait, tells wait, wait, dad. Before that, before that, before that. Mom fell asleep working at home. Uh, oh, wait, no. Yeah, yeah. So they go to the hospital. She tells dad flat out they can't afford the surgery, which I'm sure he knows. Yeah. Like, and dad's just like, you know what? Like, not dying in that accident was enough for me. Like, I got to see you grow up and it, yeah, like, changed he, my life. Okay, he's talking and he talks about climbing and he's like, made it all the way to the top. And I don't know why, but every time I think of this movie, that line appears in my head. He's, like, laying in, in the hospital bed. He's looking straight up. It's, like, dark in the room. The camera's, like, panning over him, and he goes, it's all the way to the top. I don't know why I think about that. Well, yeah, but... <laughs> or why that stuck out so much in my mind. The thing is, Dad is never like, I need this surgery. He's like, I've lived a good life. And I feel like he's okay with this. Like, he's at yeah. peace with what's going on. But Maddie and Mom are freaking the fuck out. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, so then we cut to mom fell asleep working on the couch. Um, On her computer is this sort of, like, presentation that she made about the bank security system that she designed. So Maddie, like, picks up the headphones and she secretly starts watching it. And we learn that the halls of the bank are lined with motion-sensitive cameras um, that can be seen from the security booth. The system, like, as we said before, has not been completely tested, so until then, as they're getting things up and running, after hours, um, the halls are patrolled by guard dogs. Um, all, majority of the money, um, is kept in what is called the lion safe, which is in this room, and the safe is suspended 100 feet off the ground and holds 250 million in cash and gold. And in this room, safety deposit boxes line the walls. Um, so Maddie goes to Gus and Austin, and she says, "Hey, what if we rob my mom's bank?" <laughs> to which they're like, "No, you're fucking insane." And then she says, "We'll pay them back." <laughs> <laughs> Literally. She, like, has to convince them two times, and they're just like, well, okay. Gus, Gus says, if we get caught, we'll go to jail forever. Like, until we're 21. <laughs> Sir, it's gonna be a lot longer than that. <laughs> and then, it's basically, it's basically the TikTok sound where it's like, they're not gonna know. They're gonna know. How would they know? <laughs> How would they know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, they say no at first, but then she's like, I have a plan. It's gonna work. Gus... You, <laughs> you figure, you get the floor pay- plan of the bank from the architect, and Austin, you learn how to deal with Rottweilers. So then they're like, okay, that's the plan. She's like, I'm gonna go to work with mom and scope out the place. Yeah, so Maddie goes to work with mom, and she has, okay, she has this digital camera. <laughs> yeah. That looks, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It just looks like a, a, a like a rectangle of plastic. And, and then looks there's like, like an MP3 player. Yeah, and then there's like a tiny circle lens, and then she just like clicks a button on the side, and it takes a picture. She just like holds it up, but and she, like takes a picture. Listen, but it doesn't look like a camera. <laughs> listen, this is 2003, 2004 technology. She would have to hold it so still to even yeah. get like near clear an image. And yeah, and for like that kind it. for that kind of camera that's mostly plastic. Yeah, no. <laughs> um. Anyway, so she's at the bank with mom. Um. Uh, who is that? Chad. Is in the security booth, since he's working security now. Yeah, Chad and his, like, uh, cohort, his other security Feral. guard. Feral. 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 Name, yeah. Who there's, has braces. There's supposed to be, adult. like, comic relief in the movie, but they don't add anything, in my opinion. No, they always made me uncomfortable. I just, it's supposed to be funny. Maybe boys yeah, find it funny. He, it's like, boy humor. He's basically just, like, a crazy guy with too much, with what he thinks is too much power. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> um, so we see, like, there's dogs in the cages uh, down in the hallways. Um, Mom, not, not, like, the hallways where, like, the public are, but, like, down in the basement. Uh, Mom shows Maddie, because uh, the, the motion sensor camera pops out in the hallway. And she's like, if you stay completely still, then the cameras will go away. Um, Mr. Hartman, Mom's co-worker, he mentions, he's like, hey, like, I, I tried to appeal to the boss about the loan, but he wouldn't give me anything either. Because Mr. Hartman is that bitch. Honestly, <laughs> we don't deserve him. Yeah. Um, and then he offers to give Maddie a tour uh, so mom can do work. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut to Austin going to the attack dog company. Um, he says, I need some help uh, with training my dog. And they're like, what, what kind of dog? And he says, Budweiser. Which my parents always laughed at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Rottweiler. But, yeah, luckily the dog trainer knows what he's talking about. Um, Gus is at the architecture firm getting the floor, pl- 
four plan uh, for the bank because he needs visual aids to write his essay. He okay. The, the fucking secretary that he's talking to, she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we can't give that to you." Like, because on the phone, the architect is like, yeah, "We she, can't give that she to asks kids, the, you stupid." She asked the boss, and he's like, "We can't give floor plans to a bank." Yeah, and so she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, we can't do that." And so, oh my god, <laughs> who wrote this part. movie? Okay, so guess says. The last time I did, I got a C on an essay because I didn't have a visual aid. And well, my stepdad. And then he pulls up his sleeve, revealing the burn that he got from the grill. <laughs> and the, the secretary almost starts crying. Yeah, she's freaking out. And so she, so she's like, it's my responsibility to not let this kid get hurt. And we're not having calling a- CPS or something. <laughs> yeah. She's like. Oh, let me just get that for you. She gives him, like, a scale model yeah, of the bank. Not just, like, a floor plan, but a, a 3D model that of That was it. in a display case in a the A locked lobby. display case. <laughs> yeah, and Gus just walks out with it. <laughs> oh, my God. Who wrote this? I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, on the tour uh, with Mr. Hartman... Um, Mr. Hartman tells Maddie the universal code for all of the rooms in the bank. It's De Niro. It's De Niro because Mr. Hartman always wanted to be an actor. Why would he do that? (laughs) So Maddie's like, oh, I can get into literally any single room. I mean, maybe it's just like the test code for now. Maybe. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> well, yeah, and he, he could have even said, like, oh, I have a universal code, but, like, he literally <laughs> yeah. shows her and, and he's tells like, her. D-E-N-I-R-O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did not know what that was when I was a child. I remember, like, I thought it was, like, a made-up word. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we learned that in uh, the boss's office, you can control all the cameras from his desk. Um... We see an underground tunnel that leads to the lion safe, and that's also where the dogs are. Um, Back at the dog uh, company, the dog guy is teaching Austin German commands. Uh, The word is... Rottweilers only know German, sir. (laughs) I don't think that's true. So the word is like, asphalt, but it sounds like he keeps saying asphalt. Yeah, it's supposed to be funny for kids. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Corbin Blue just keeps yelling, ass fart! <laughs> um, and so for some reason, he doesn't say it right, so then the dog guy just lets the dogs loose on him. I, d- I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know why that was that Again, was it's thing. supposed to be one of those, like, funny running away from the dog scenes, but it's not funny. It's kind of scary. And then the guy's just like, okay, leave, fuckhead. Yeah, okay, so, um, there's Batty, Gus, and Austin are having a little heist planning party. They're all laying in one of their beds together. Maddie's in the middle, and Gus and Austin are on either side of her. Gus and Austin, Gus and Austin give each other dirty looks, because they're like, you want to date Maddie, I want to date Listen, Maddie. Listen, they are 13, and wherever they are, they are allowed to all lay in this bed together. I I, I don't know. Um, anyway, they're gonna hit the bank during the, um, stakeholder party on Friday. Um, they decide to practice driving go-karts into the bank garage. They can, with the go-karts, they can, like, slide under the security bar. Um, and they book tickets to Denmark. I don't know where they got that money. They exactly! Book tickets to Denmark. Also, three tickets, like, it makes it seem like it's gonna be the three of them, like, Maddie, Gus, and Austin, and I'm like... 
That better be for Max. What? Also, where's Max gonna go? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Um, guys, we see Gus um tricking out his go karts so that they can go supersonic fast by like- adding an Xbox controller. Yeah, it's <laughs> the obvious advertisement. Why? Um, so they decide to trick Mr. Hartman into filming a movie that they are going to use for the heist. Now, we don't know what this movie is going to be for yet, um, but they say they have to have him say the words, turn the alarm off. Um, so they do that. Mr. Hartman complies to get him to do everything that, that he wants. So then they're walking back home and Maddie compliments Austin for all the good job that he did today directing the movie and kisses him on the cheek. Uh, so Gus... Freaks out and gets angry. He throws his helmet and he's like, why don't you hang out with your boyfriend? And Maddie's like, Gus isn't my, or Austin isn't my boyfriend. And Gus is like, oh, so you'd rather be with Gus? And then they both walk off And Maddie's like, where did this come from? She's like, she's like, why are you you guys so stupid? And then they're like, so stupid now. She's like, I didn't say that. She's like, my dad is in the hospital. Can we focus on me? (laughs) So, Maddie, being the girl boss slay queen that she is. Listen, this scene has been burned into my memory since the first time I saw it. And I even wrote a note. I was like, I literally, like, noted this to myself. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. If I'm ever in a predicament like that, <laughs> the love that's a good idea. <laughs> Listen, like I said, Maddie is a girl boss slay queen. So, she, the day of the heist. She tells Austin that she loves him, and then she gives him one of those, like, half-heart necklaces. So, like, you know those necklaces where it's, like, a broken heart, one half says L-O, and then the other half says V-E? Yeah. So she gives him one half and says, I love you, but don't tell Gus. And then, uh, she's like, oh, so you'll do the heist? And Austin's like, yeah, I'll do the heist. So then, she goes to Gus and does the same thing and gives him the other half of the necklace! Like, both of them convincing that she had the other half of the necklace so that she will do this heist to rob the bank and get the money for her dad. <laughs> there was no- you could not convince me that anyone could be more clever than that. I was Same. like- Same. I remember- oh, I was like- my god. She's a genius. Like I said. Like I said. I forget the, the girl boss girl's name, but she took notes from Maddie. From Madeline Rose. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> she set the precedent. That we all follow today. Yeah. Yeah, so they both agree to do it. Later on, they're going over their plan again, and Maddie has to climb 100 feet. Everyone is really worried about this. Yeah, they're just casually looking at this hologram of the bank that Austin created. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Maddie has to climb 100 feet. Uh, Everyone's worried about it, but she's like, I have to do it. Yeah, they must blend in to the fancy party that's on the main floor so that they can get in. There's a security booth on the second floor where Chad and Farrell will be. Um, Austin will hack into the cameras from... Oh, his name's Brisbane. That's when I wrote down the name. <laughs> Mr. Brisbane's office. While Gus and Maddie go to the safe where Maddie will climb. Yeah, uh, we cut to a quick scene of Maddie at home, and Mom tells Maddie that she needs to babysit Max tonight. And Maddie freaks out. She's like, I can't babysit Max tonight. Mom's like, you have to. I know that you've had to, like, pick up more slack. I know you think I don't care about you, but I'm yeah. always thinking about you. Yeah, she, Maddie says, you never think of me. And she says, I do think about you every day, all the time. It's very dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the racetrack... <laughs> Uh, Austin is wearing a turtleneck and Gus is wearing a bandana so that they can both hide their necklaces from each other. <laughs> and that's when Maddie arrives with Max. They have to take Max, her two-year-old brother, along on the heist. On the heist with them. Um, 
Because Maddie is a girl boss. Yeah. <laughs> do it all. Okay, so they just ride their go-karts on the street. Go-karts yeah. are so short. How did that they not be, get run over? That can't be legal. It's not legal, and it's also not safe. Yeah, so anyway, they go, they get into the parking garage, um, and then they change into their black tie outfits. So Maddie is in this red sparkly dress, and Austin and Gus are in their tuxedos. So is Max. They put Max in a tuxedo, too. And then we get this slow-motion walking scene, and we get this song where the guitar goes, and then the vocalists go, and I remember vividly dancing around with my siblings in the living room around the sled, and we were like, oh, oh. At this point, there's still an hour left of the movie. The first 30 minutes alone is just prep. So we have yeah. an hour of the movie still. That's how high... Yeah, you have to prep. Well, yeah, but 30 minutes seem... Like, Girl. I feel like it should be more. It should be, like, half the movie prepping. I know you've never watched Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I watched Ocean's Eight. That's... You need to watch Ocean's Eleven. Nah. I literally watched it the other night. <laughs> nah. Um... Yeah, so they're just able to walk right into the party. Because, you know, they're in black tie. They're yeah. not, like, 14-year-old children. It's fine. Uh, um, they go to... So, like, as we said, the bank, like, isn't ready yet. So they, like, hide behind a curtain that's, like, sort of blocking off where some construction yeah, is. Yeah, there's, like, scaffolding. Because Maddie starts to climb it to the second Instead floor. Instead of just, like, using the stairs. I don't know why she couldn't use the stairs. Because they're trying to avoid the cameras. Okay, yeah, so she climbs onto the scaffolding to the second floor balcony. Um, she, uh, oh, Chad and Farrell are in the security booth, and they need to walk past the security booth without anyone seeing them on the camera, so they need to just get both of them out of the booth. So, uh, Gus puts a little remote control car in a sock and then throws it up onto the balcony, um, so Maddie can drive the remote control car and trip sensors so that they'll leave the booth and they can walk past without any problem. So, fun fact, as I ran the IMDb trivia... So Max Tyrio took off his sock so that he could put the remote control car in, and Austin says, dude, your feet smell? That's not normal. Apparently that was improvised by Corbin Blue. Wow. <laughs> because his feet did smell. Well, you know what? It fits their characters, because it does. Literally, you know what? I think this movie would have been better if they're, like, better besties, instead of, like, vying instead for the of, same girl. Yeah, instead, instead it's not Austin fun. and Gus would be best friends. Yeah. It's not as fun. <laughs> Um, so, let's see, uh, but yeah, the car sets off the motion sensors that we can't see on the monitors, so Farrell leaves Chad in the booth, and they're like, oh, like, we thought both of them would leave, now we gotta get Chad out of there. So Maddie uses every 14-year-old's best weapon, her sexuality, her feminine wiles. <laughs> yeah, she goes in, and she starts talking to Chad, and she's just like, she's like, oh. Hey, hey, Chad, the party down hey, there is Chad. boring. Hey, <laughs> Chad. Okay, but also, she's like, why are you a jerk to Gus all the time? He really looks up to you. He thinks you're the best. And, <laughs> and Chad's just like, oh, Chad's I? gotta be, like, eight, 17, 18. Oh, I don't know. But he's like, but then Maddie's like, oh, like, do you want to go downstairs and meet the police chief? Like, I saw him down there. I can introduce you. And so, we all know, Chad wants to be a cop. So he's like, oh, yeah, let's go. Oh, yeah, and I got this cool 14 year old on my arm yeah he's yeah <laughs> yeah he's, but listen maddie is the girl boss she knows what she's doing it's fine but like it's creepy um so they leave and she gives gus and austin the signal to uh walk past the booth and past all the security cameras and then they all run into the elevator so they exit the elevator they've all changed into their spy outfits um on the floor of the office uh, Maddie uses the De Niro code, and they get into the, the 
boss of the, the owner of the bank's office, Austin is able to hack into the cameras, and Maddie and Gus leave Austin and Max in there to monitor the cameras. So Maddie opens the door to the tunnel. Um, uh, Maddie and Gus approach a new door with a holographic keypad, and they enter the lion's safe room with the deposit boxes. So... <laughs> We briefly see back in uh, Mr. Brisbane's office, Mr. Hartman has uh, showed a lady friend into the office where Austin and Max are. Yeah, so Austin and Max I are hiding. so scandalous as a child. They're hiding under the table as uh, Mr. Hartman and this woman are just making out wildly. Yeah, in the chair. It's not, it's a, it's a lot for a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gus steps into the center of the lion safe room where this control pad for all the safety deposit boxes emerge. So whenever you press, um, a number on the control pad, the corresponding safety deposit box will emerge from the wall. Um, so eventually Mr. Hartman and his lady friend leaves. They never notice all the equipment and the cameras that are on the desk. It's I fine. guess they were just in the throes of passion. Yeah. Um, Maddie, uh... Is telling, she's telling Gus which doors to open so she can start climbing up the stairs. Yeah, she, like, uses boxes. them as stairs. Yeah. Um, the yeah. higher they go, the more Max is like, I'm worried about this, Maddie. I don't think you Gus. should do this. Gus is like, I'm worried about this. I don't think you should do this. Like, blah, blah, blah. And Maddie's just like, I love you, Gus. Shut the fuck up and do it. <laughs> <laughs> and Gus is like, okay. <laughs> So Maddie gets to the top of the boxes. It's not where the safe is. It's still, like, very, uh, like, a long way up to where the safe is. Mm -hmm. But whenever she, um, like, stands up into the area above the safety deposit boxes, an alarm goes off. And the alarm is, like, intruder alert. Do something. Anything. Like, that is what the alarm is saying. <laughs> yeah. And so in the uh, security room, Farrell and Chad are freaking out. They're like, oh no, what do we do? And this alarm is going off in like the entire building too. So like the party is hearing this alarm as well. And so this is when the video comes into play. So uh, Austin from the office, he plays the video to into the security the, room. Yeah. That's like, turn off the alarm. Like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. It's okay. Yeah, and since Mr. Hartman is part of the security system team, they're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, Brisbane, down at the party, he's like, oh, like, it was just a false alarm. Like, sorry, guys, which wouldn't be out of the ordinary considering nothing's fucking ready yet. Yeah. Um, so Farrell goes to investigate as Maddie begins her climb. Um, so she has, oh, God, what's it called? Um, uh, she has the little thingy that the she's... The rope and carabiner. Ca carabiner that she let... There's, like, a little space in between the wall that she's, like, sticking the thing in, and she's using that to, like, pull herself up. Yeah, but at some point, it gets stuck. So she decides she's gonna fucking free climb it. Yeah, so she just uses her hands and, like, sticks it in between this, like, industrial wall, using, like, only upper body strength to push herself up there. Ma'am. <laughs> so then she gets to this, like, sort of suspension... And it goes to, and, like, sort of uses it like monkey bars. Yeah, she has to monkey bar her way across, which, but something it's that- It's such a long and stressful scene. Something that I never understood, she's skipping the bar in front of her and going to the next bar. Like, Maddie, why not just use all the bars you have? <laughs> that always, like, probably me so angry. Probably because it fucks up your hands, so she's like, I, I only got a few mm. in me. Yeah, so anyway, she's able to monkey bar across- um, and over to where, on top of the safe. So she, she monkey bars across the suspension, drops, so that she lands on top of the safe. But then she slips, 
And, and she's holding on to this raised platform 100 feet off the ground with just her hand. This tiny, tiny keypad that she basically hangs on to. Yeah. The upper body strength of Maddie is <laughs> insane. <laughs> yeah. And so as this is happening, she's hit something and an alarm is going off again. And so and she tries she has to put two minutes to enter an alarm. Yeah. So she tries De Niro. Doesn't work. Uh-oh. What's she going to do now? Mom so, came up with this code. So what's it going to be? Yeah, she so tries she... Maxwell, which is too long. But yeah. whatever. She tries dad's name. It doesn't work. And then she remembers before she left, mom said, I do think about you, Maddie. Every day. All the time. So she types in her name. The safe opens. And Maddie's like, guess what, motherfuckers? My name is the code. Which I feel like is a very terrible security practice to have your daughter's name be the code. Yeah. But it's, it's a nice moment for Maddie. Yeah. Um, so she drops 250k because she's not greedy. She's just taking what she needs. Mm -hmm. Even though there's $25 million in this safe. Also, I feel like she pr should probably take a little bit more for some padding for tickets, getting there and back. Well, they already bought Taxes, tickets. whatever. <laughs> who, who paid for those? I don't know! She needs to pay them back. <laughs> um, so, but then, they, as they leave the safe room, she, like, gets back. I don't ever see her get back down, I don't think. Or maybe she just, like... She uses the rope to get down. And I'm like, I thought her rope was stuck. Maybe it was the getting down rope. <laughs> yeah. So she gets down, and as they leave, they don't enter the exit. They exit know there's an exit code, code they yeah. had to enter. And the sectors begin lockdown. Yeah. So then a code red starts going off throughout the entire building. Maddie and Gus get a cool scene where the door is closing and they slide underneath it. One that was always used in the previous one of Kristen Stewart sliding under that door. Yeah. Um, Maddie and Gus meet up with Austin and Max in the tunnel, and that's when the dogs arrive. Uh, they start running, the dogs are chasing them, and they're backed into a corner. Uh, the dogs are barking, and then Austin correctly gives the German command, and they back down. But then Farrell arrives. Oh, no. With a dramatic slow they've clap. They've been caught. With a dramatic slow clap, he starts going. Also, they've been dropping their money. Apparently, they didn't fucking close these bags of money, but whatever. The dogs ripped them open. Oh, okay. Um... And so he's like, I'm gonna, like, tase you all to death. <laughs> Essentially. Uh, but then Chad appears behind them. And he decides to help out the kids. And he ends up tasing Farrell. And he's like, he says, I'm gonna let them go because I like your dad. And you were nice to me once. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, he tases himself because, of course. funny. Haha. -ha. Um, so they escape through, like, a trash chute to the dumpster. They start packing the go-karts. When Austin sees Gus's necklace oh my God. outside of his bandana hanging <laughs> around his neck. And that's when Austin's like, <laughs> he's like, I always thought this was so weird. weird. Austin's like, what's that? And Gus goes and like puts his arm around Maddie. He's like, we have something to tell you, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when they notice, or that's when they realize they both got played. And so they're like, you know and what, Ma Maddie? That's not cool. We don't care that your dad is potentially Maddie's dying. Maddie's like, now is not the time! And they're like, we're leaving. You can do this heist by yourself now. So yeah. they leave, just two bros. So they take off in their respective go-karts through the streets of the city. That's um, when the cops come behind them, and instead of pulling over, because they don't have the money, they didn't do anything wrong, they should have just pulled over and been like, oh, sorry, we're just messing with the go-karts. Yeah, but they decide to engage in a police chase. Uh, but Austin is low on gas, so mid-chase... Austin jumps from his go-kart onto Gus's go-kart. Yeah. And then, so they're driving through the city. Like, two police cars are after them. They're going into places. They're going into crevices. And then there's a helicopter that's shining a spotlight on them. So for a brief moment, the helicopter pulls away. And they're like, wait, where did the helicopter go? The helicopter is five feet above the ground, like, trying to stop them. 
but Gus is able to drive them underneath the helicopter. And he turns on Turbo Boost, and they're able to drive away after they escape underneath a semi-truck. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, after they get away, they're like, oh, good thing we did that. That's good. But they're like, I wonder how Maddie's doing. We should probably go help her. So, they decide to take the same route back <laughs> where they know the police are still there. Yeah, so Maddie's driving her and Max to the hospital. They're confronted by cops in the street whenever Austin and Gus meet up. Um, Gus blows Jax from his cart, from his go-kart, which pops all the cops' tires. Um, Mom has arrived at the bank and hears that $250,000 has been stolen. The suspects left in go-karts and left climbing gear at the crime of the scene. She knows immediately what's going on. The scene of the crime. So, um, Mr. Brisbane is yelling at Mom, um, and then Mr. Hartman goes De Niro on him, trying to defend Mom. The only thing he knows how to do is, you talking to me. Yeah, but (laughs) But then, um, Mom is like, you know, I did tell you the security system was not ready, and the shareholders who are behind Mr. Brisbane is like, whoa, 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 whoa. The head, the designer of the security system told you that this was not ready and you went ahead anyway. That is not responsible. That is your fault. The blame is all on you, not this lovely lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Which so, would not have happened in real life. <laughs> yeah. And also it doesn't happen right then, but that's when we learned that Brisbane got fired because of that. Yeah. Um, so the gang arrives at the hospital with the money. They just, like, grab Dad's bed. And they're like, we're going to Denmark, Dad! Yeah, also, like, the hospital staff would stop them and be like, what are you doing? Yeah, um, that's when Mom arrives with the police and Mr. Hartman behind her. And she just kind of looks at Maddie in awe. Which, like, I feel like I would, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then she immediately jumps to her plan. Because Mom is a girl boss slaying queen! <laughs> this movie is for girl bosses only! <laughs> So Maddie tells the police that it was all part of the plan to prove that the bank was too vulnerable to open, that she tried to tell Mr. Brisbane over and over and over again, and he wouldn't believe her. So this was the only way to get her daughter and her teenage friends to rob the bank. A to group show, of kids. To show how vulnerable the bank was. And she's like, and my contract allows me to perform undisclosed tests to the system. This was one of them. And Mr. Hartman's like, yeah, it definitely was. I I agree. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so they leave the hospital. There's news cameras all outside. I always thought this scene was really cool. They go just from, like, each news person who were, like, continuing the story from the other one. Just, like, a bank was robbed. And it te- seemed to be a group of kids in go-karts. Um, yeah, and on this news report, they mentioned that, uh, oh, the owner of the go-kart business is very sick, and he needs the surgery, and they don't have the money for it, just casually. They have all Maybe it's connected. Wow. <laughs> um, so the next morning, Mom and Maddie are in the living room. Mom apologizes for not being more present. They hug. Um, Gus- Mom never yells at her for <laughs> robbing no. a bank. <laughs> I mean, like, she had good intentions. I, feel I mean, like not the fact that like, some consequences are maybe necessary. She could have definitely ruined mom's career. I feel like some consequences <laughs> are necessary. <laughs> I, I, maybe Maddie just knew she was like, "Mom's gonna back me up" because we are both girl bosses. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, anyway, Gus and Austin arrive, and they're like, "You guys got to come down to the go kart track." There is a crowd of people lined up down the road and greet everyone with applause. Um, they're all there to buy tickets to the next go-kart race and give donations, including one of the Cheaper by the Dozen kids. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I think, I think his name is Henry. He's the one who played clarinet, and he always wore his boy caps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was one of the middle ones. Yeah. They're all middle ones, except for he's two. One, he's one of the older middle ones. <laughs> older middle ones, yeah. yeah. Um, so, after everything, again, it just shows, it's not a feel-good story, it just shows the flaws in our American healthcare system. Well, also, like, I was thinking about this, like, yeah, this was before GoFundMe, so, like, their only yeah. way to support this family was to go to their business. Yeah. And Apparently. Get donations. Yeah. So, um, they count all the money, it is still not enough. They're like, what are we gonna do now? That's whenever Mr. Hartman shows up. Because Mr. Hartman is that bitch! <laughs> and he's like, oh, here you go, ma'am. This is the fee for your consulting agency you paid for this test. For this uh, robbery company. Yeah. This $50,000 check. Here you go. And then he's like, and you know what? I'm the owner of the bank now, so if you need a loan on top of that, I'll give it to you. We don't deserve Mr. Hartman. <laughs> So they can pay for the surgery. Three months later, the go kart track is popping. Dad is completely healed. Yeah, he's, he's up walking and, fine, up and ready. No problem. <laughs> he says it's time to kick some butt. Um, out uh, over on the hills, Austin and Gus are making Maddie choose between them, and she's like, "I don't want to choose between you. You guys are my friends." And they're like, "No, you have to." Yeah. So <laughs> she tells them to turn around. So she's made her choice. And then she just slowly starts backing away, and then they see her and chase her. And I really like this part, too, because they're like, we're gonna catch you, and she's like, not with your legs, you're shorter than I am, and she just keeps <laughs> running. I like to imagine that was improvised by Kristen Stewart. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Maddie doesn't have time for all that bullshit. She, does not have, she has no romantic feelings for her best friends. They're just friends. They're friends. And then we get a little end card that says, the end, in curls and tea. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. The editing of this movie. Also, every day we get a little, like, one day until the heist. Yeah. Hours before the heist. Yeah. And, of course, like, the little, like, digital, like, typey font. Courier new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's Catch that's, That Kid. That's the end. What a ride. Catch That Kid. What, did this did this movie um, inspire me to be a feminist? Maybe. <laughs> Did this movie teach me how poorly the American health system is run? It didn't as a kid, but it's just yes. a, a stark reminder now. Did this movie teach me how to manipulate men to do my will? Absolutely. <laughs> I wish. Honestly. <laughs> I've I'm, never had the opportunity. I am still holding on to that necklace. <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like it could be very useful for someone. Unfortunately, it wasn't me. Maybe someday. Do you have one of those necklaces that you just have, like, ready to hand out? <laughs> no, but I can go to Claire's at the drop of a hat. <laughs> I had a best friend's keychain. Yeah. Well, I think I had the one that said best, and then I was, like, twirling it around on my finger, and then it flew off my finger and flew behind our cabinet, and I never saw it again, and then I never told her, because I was like, oh, she's gonna be mad at me. <laughs> Rest in peace to that friendship. <laughs> yeah, we're not- <laughs> I don't talk to her in- Not because of that. <laughs> That apart. you know of. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. I, I eventually told her in, like, eighth grade, and then she, like, found the other keychain. She's like, was this it? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I think I lost that one, too. Sorry, Diana. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was Catch That Kid. Did you do a rating and ranking? I made a separate uh, tab on the sheet of, like, the DCOMs Plus. I figured okay, I did DCOMs alone. I didn't rate this yet. Obviously, it's the only one on the list. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like every movie we're gonna watch, it's gonna be, like, a four or above out of five for me. Mm-hmm. This one was a four and a half out of five. Yeah. And again, I if I had watched this now without ever prior having seen it, I'd probably give it, like, a three. 
Yeah. I, I love this movie. I gave this a four out of five. I put it at number 13 below Lemonade Mouth and above the Even Stevens movie. The thing I, I wish there was more of was more exposition and less like, like you were saying, like they didn't sugarcoat like everything and like walk us through everything. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they could have been quicker with the way they told the story and they could have had like better things going on instead. Because like I said, the the first 30 minutes was planning, the second 30 minutes was the heist, the third was like the aftermath resolution. And I feel like it could have been more evenly it, it distributed. Was an hour, it was like 90 minutes sharp. Yeah. I think. I feel like, yeah, it was an, yeah, an hour and a half. But I feel like it could have been more evenly distributed and like a little better. But it's a children's movie from 2004, so. <laughs> Wait, are we ranking these against the DCOMs? I, so I made a separate tab of putting them within the DCOMs, and then I guess we could do another one of just the non-DCOMs. I could set up a formula, or have my fr- my family help me, because they are Excel experts. Mm. But that's yeah, good. that's Catch That Kid. Um, I don't think we decided for sure, but I think next time we're going to do the pacifier. Yeah, we're yeah, gonna we're t- gonna do the pacifier um in two weeks. What's the date? On February twenty second. Yeah, so we're gonna try and find a common thread from the, these movies going to the next <laughs> so one, so that we can have like some sort of system. Uh, this thread is Max Tyrio. He's yes. in both movies. Yes. Uh, after that, we'll see. We'll see. We might just um <laughs> take try him to, out of a hat. We, we might know. just like try to work it out at the end of every episode. <laughs> Something. Try to find some threads. <laughs> It'll be fun content for you. I'm yeah. sure. So that's it. That's catch this, catch that kid. Uh, yes, hold on. I can't, we can't end the podcast yet because I have to enter my password into the computer. We're on my computer instead of Kelly's. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, it. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>